Back up top, shot through traffic, save made, follow-up try, that one hits a body in front, and a score! It's a score! It's a score! And the Ice Bears have a 4-3 lead with 30 seconds remaining in the hockey game! Oh, what a hit! Welcome to the SPHL in Knoxville! Comes in on the right side, through the right circle, taking it and fed across, they score! Oh, yes! And the Ice Bears win 3-2 in overtime! Welcome in to the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. I am Joel Silberg. Thank you so much for checking out the KIB podcast, whether you're doing so on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Thank you for checking out the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. And happy to be back after a couple of weeks and looking forward to being back in the booth. This upcoming Friday as the Ice Bears get ready to take on the Fayetteville Marksmen for rebrand night. So be paying attention to the Ice Bears social media platforms to see the jerseys that are going to be unveiled later this week. So a a lot of fun with the festivities and a lot being done with the rebrand. So hopefully everybody will come out to the Knoxville Civic Coliseum this Friday night for a 735 puck drop and get ready to experience what the ice bears have been up to for the last several months in preparing this night. And for me, I'm looking forward to being back after missing the last four games. I want to appreciate, uh, show some appreciation, everybody, and thank everybody for the well wishes. Uh, so my wife and I welcomed our second daughter into the world towards the end of January. And so I appreciate Kenny Nelson for filling in on the broadcast these last couple of weekends. Originally the plan was is that I would miss the trip to Evansville which ultimately still did happen but the baby came a little bit early uh, which is kind of ironic because our first daughter came late but ultimately uh, had to uh, stay behind just as uh, our family adjusts to being a family of four so I uh, appreciate everybody's uh, support over the team with the team over the last couple of weekends and appreciate Kenny being willing to fill in for that home series against Peoria and then willing to take the trip to Evansville uh, for the Ice Bears to take on the Thunderbolts. So uh, I plan to be back in the booth this Friday night and then make the trip with the team to Roanoke on Saturday. But that's uh, where I have been the last couple of weekends as I've been uh, spending some really nice time uh, with my family and our newest addition. So it's been a very, it's been an awesome start to the year so far for us um, to 2024 as uh, we've been looking forward to this for quite some time. So very happy to uh, be, you know, be on this side of everything where we get to, uh, you know, for me getting to actually hold my, uh, my new kiddo in my arms. So it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun. So I uh, appreciate everybody uh, continuing to check out the broadcast and appreciate Kenny for being willing to help out and uh, put in a couple more games on the play-by-play role than he was initially expecting to this season. But that is where I have been over the last couple of weeks, uh, but I've been back in the office and have been getting back to work and I'm looking forward to uh, what should be a really fun weekend. Obviously, the rebrand night is going to be a lot of fun. New Jersey is, of course, the Jersey auction. And then it's always it's always a, a wild crowd to go to the Berglund Center on a Saturday night. So first road game back uh, is going to be a familiar one for Knoxville and a really important weekend as Knoxville Obviously has its work cut out for him. This was a big opportunity this past weekend for Knoxville to close the gap against Evansville. They went into the weekend down seven points to the Thunderbolts for that last playoff spot. They get the win on Friday thanks to a two-point night from Rex Moe, a big rebound goal from Dawson McKinney, and then Zane Steves with a really impressive night in net 
to get the Ice Bears the win. And then Saturday obviously does not go Knoxville's way, so the Ice Bears had a chance to get to within three points of Evansville. Instead, they take the split. It's an even two-point split each way. And now Knoxville finds itself still behind seven points to Evansville and ten points to Quad City and Pensacola. So uh, Ice Bears kind of, you know, kind of in a hole right now and and needing to find their way out of it. And that's going to need to start with uh, some much needed offense. Knoxville is is far and away the lowest scoring team in the league, just 80 goals so far this season. Macon is the next closest with 91, um, with the Ice Bears having just one game in hand against the Mayhem and uh, you know, Knoxville still has points in four of its last 10. They have a couple of wins. They've managed to break that 13-game skid that really set the season in the wrong direction. And while mathematically it is still not, you know, obviously a lot of things are still within reach. You're talking about a three-and-a-half game differential with 21 games left in the season for both Knoxville and Evansville. But now the Ice Bears don't have any head-to-head meetings against Evansville anymore. So it it kind of comes down to... You know, Knoxville needs to get hot. It's not going to be enough for the Ice Bears just to tread water from here on out, I don't think, um, unless Pensacola, Quad City, or Evansville completely bottoms out. Knoxville has two games against Pensacola remaining. They have one game against Quad City, five games against Huntsville, and then a handful of games still against Roanoke. Um, I believe there's one more game against Birmingham coming up in late March, two games against Macon this month. So there's, and then obviously still some games against Fayetteville remaining. So there are... There are it's tough opponents, really, the rest of the way uh, for Knoxville, especially with how Macon's been playing lately. They've been more competitive. Yes, they're still in tenth place, but you've started to see them put a, a couple of wins together here and there. They got a win against Roanoke. They've you know gone out, competed against Birmingham. So it's a it, it's a it's a really difficult situation for Knoxville to be in. But yes, there is still time. Yes, there are still a lot of home games left. That's what really helps Knoxville is that out of their last twenty one games, only seven of them are on the road. So the Ice Bears are going to be at home a, a good portion of this stretch. Um, you know, not not a whole lot of two game road trips anymore. I don't think they've got. It's a lot of home and homes. It's a lot of home weekends, um, including next weekend uh, against Macon coming up. But they get the two games at home, and then they have a weekend where they you know they go to Huntsville on a Sunday. But they are getting to spend a lot of time at the Knoxville Civic Coliseum over the final two months of the season. And so if Knoxville is going to make a move, it's going to have to do it in its own building. And Knoxville is going to have to get hot quickly. So a lot of work to be done. And it'll be interesting to see how Knoxville kind of responds to you know, taking the loss that it did on Saturday after getting what was a really hard-fought win on Friday night. Pretty interesting. First time that we've really seen a, a goal replay review in an Ice Bears game this year since Evansville and Pensacola are the only two places where uh, you can see that replay review as of right now. And Knoxville takes a 2 nothing lead into the third period on Friday, gives up a goal quickly, gives up another goal shortly thereafter. From the angle, I, I can't see on the broadcast camera. It's really hard to tell if the puck is actually redirected in. It did look like the player in front of the crease had his stick up, but I like on the I, as I said, really they only showed the broadcast camera feed. I know Evansville sometimes has that reverse camera angle that's down there at ice level. I don't remember seeing that on the broadcast. Um, I don't know what all the officials get to see. It was a fairly lengthy review. The, it was ruled a no goal on the ice immediately by Mitchell Perry, um, and and based on what I was hearing, it it sounded like it was the correct call, and then the call was upheld. Uh, but again, you know, we don't really get a full explanation. I don't know if it was a matter of indisputable evidence to overturn the call 
or if it was a matter of that they were confident that the call was correct after the review. But what we do know is that it was lengthy. The call ended up being upheld, and Knoxville was able to stay in front 2-1 to one the rest of the way. And I think that was a big boost for Knoxville just in the sense of, you know, Evansville takes all the momentum, and the Thunderbolts kind of dominated that third period in terms of puck possession and shots on goal. So... I thought, I you know, I thought if that goal had stood, I thought there was a really good chance that Evansville would have had an opportunity to, you know, take the lead with the momentum. But it still looked like Evansville, you know, pressed down on Knoxville. They outshot the Ice Bears twenty-one to six in the third period alone on Friday night, and so you know, Zane Steves kind of stole the game away for Knoxville, and you know, allowed the Ice Bears to stay under four games of Evansville for that final playoff spot. But things do need to change. Obviously, the Ice Bears need to change their ultimate trajectory. It's not going to be just enough to you know, split weekends from here on out. The Ice Bears are, are realistically going to have to put another run together, and they've got 21 games to do it. But, um, you know, at the beginning of the season, or at the beginning of the year, you know, we were looking at still more than half the season remaining. And now we're looking at 40% of the regular season. It is still left to go, something like that. So uh, it, it's uh, it's definitely getting closer and closer. It's officially crunch time for Knoxville. And if they want to grab a playoff spot, they don't really have a whole lot of, of uh of time to waste and it's going to start with a really tough weekend against two tough teams in Fayetteville and Roanoke two teams that have dealt with a lot of roster changes lately um for Fayetteville uh, some pretty interesting news uh Connor O'Brien who kind of started the season as their ace um was on the 30-day IR for a while he was placed on team suspension the other night and then uh, so a, a little bit of kind of some odd news there and then Ryan Kenny returns from the ECHL just as Troy Coburn gets called up. So still some some good news, at least a silver lining there for Ryan Crothers' team. But Ryan Kenny, who did an excellent job at becoming the number one and having to be thrust into that role when O'Brien went down, did an excellent job throughout the month of December um, in net for Fayetteville. He comes back from a stint in the ECHL, uh, so I, I would expect Knoxville to see him on Friday night. Uh, they got Tim Faulkner back earlier in the week from the IR. They added Hayden Holton in a trade from Macon um, after you know they lose Charlie Bedard to the IR. So they lose a defenseman. They get one back. They you know lose Justin McCallion to the ECHL. They get Hayden Holton in a trade. So uh, Ryan Crother staying on top of it, getting guys in uh, when his team needs them. And then for Roanoke, they they just got. Mac Jansen back over the weekend, um, so a big addition back to get the captain back. They waived Brandon Picard, who was then subsequently signed by Knoxville. He was at practice earlier this morning, so Picard, who appeared in eight games for the Rail Yard Dogs this year, was scoreless through his first three games, then had five points over his next four, and then went scoreless on February 1st against Peoria and uh, was then released when Mac Jansen returned. So rookie out of Castleton University, uh, spent two years at Concordia University in Wisconsin before transferring to Castleton for the last two seasons. Had 23 points in 24 games for Port Huron in the FBHL, and then a few weeks in Roanoke. And so now he joins the Ice Bears uh, with uh, Derek Dubé Plouffe going to be unavailable for this weekend, um, dealing with a lower body injury. So uh, that was why he was scratched on Saturday after playing on Friday night. Um, and and all I know right now is that it doesn't appear that. It was an injury that he sustained on Friday night in Evansville. It appears that he aggravated something that had been pre-existing, and so uh, he will be unavailable for this weekend. Um, you know, Justin Levesque skated this morning. I don't know in, entirely what the activation status is going to be at this time. 
Um, we might find out later this afternoon or later in the week, but I do know that he skated um, and practiced. So there's some you know, positive news potentially for Knoxville that he could be closer to returning. Um, and then obviously the news that took place right at the end of January, Kirill Nishnikov suspended by the team. So after... Uh, after the game on Friday night, you know, with the addition of the McCrones brothers, Nishnikov was kind of relegated essentially to being the team's 10th forward. Um, and it, my understanding was that he just opted to leave on his own choosing before Saturday's game. Uh, so he is not with the team anymore um, and uh, was not so much. It doesn't, I don't, I don't know entirely exactly what went down. It's just my understanding that he opted to leave. He had 10 points in 20 games for Knoxville this season. Um, and so he has decided to uh, leave the Knoxville Ice Bears organization. So he was placed on team suspension officially. So Knoxville still, as of right now, holds his rights. Um, if he were to choose to come back to the team, he would not be eligible to play for the Ice Bears for 45 days, which would uh, you know, make him, you know, the Ice Bears wouldn't be able to utilize him until March. Uh, so Obviously, Knoxville with a lot of work to do. Uh, Troy Murray came back, and then you saw Garrett Lindbergh get released, and so Murray was back on the ice. And now Knoxville turns its attention to Fayetteville and Roanoke. And we'll have the call for you on 92.5 WKC, the flagship station of the Knoxville Ice Bears. I'm looking forward to being back. Again, appreciate all the well wishes from everybody, uh, but very excited to have uh, another another kid in the house. And uh, so... Have had a lot of. I really appreciated getting to spend some much needed time with my two girls and my wife, and you know, just getting to, you know, welcome a, a new member of our family. And it's it's been a lot of fun for the grandparents and the uncles and the aunt, and uh, it's been very very nice for our family. So uh, very a lot, lot of happiness going around the Silverberg household. So appreciate everybody uh, for your understanding as to why I haven't been around the last four games, but uh, do uh, look forward to being back in the booth this Friday night for the game against Fayetteville. So. Some some news kind of related to the Knoxville Ice Bears. Obviously, former Ice Bears head coach Jeff Carr is the uh, head coach for the Norfolk Admirals. He's in his second season with the organization, his first full season as the head coach. Became an assistant last year. They made a coaching change very early in the season. Jeff took things over the rest of the way. Obviously, needed was wanting to make some personnel changes. Did that over the offseason, and now Norfolk has been very competitive in the North Division in the ECHL so far this season, they just took two of three from the Toledo Walleye. So, uh, very you know, very successful road trip uh, for three games in Toledo, and kind of uh, interesting development. A few weeks ago, many have heard by now that former Ice Bears head coach Brent Clark, who resigned six games into the season this year, was then named an assistant coach with the Norfolk Admirals. So uh, Brent Clark, once again, for the second time in his career, is an assistant coach under Jeff Carr. He was an assistant coach in Knoxville during the COVID-shortened year in, in 2021. And uh, voice of the Admirals, Weston DeWitt, interviewed Brent Clark during the first intermission of their game on Sunday and asked about what exactly happened at the start of this season. In Clarkie's perspective, here's Weston DeWitt and former Ice Bears head coach Brent Clark. I want to go back to the start of this season. You start the year as the bench boss in Knoxville. Take me back through the last couple months before you got the call to come here to Norfolk. What was going through your head? Like what got you through those couple of months just to get back here into coaching here at the ECHL? Yeah, I mean, uh, I went back to Knoxville. We had a pretty good season uh, the year prior, and, um, you know, obviously we lost uh, a lot of uh, 
high-end players due to uh, either retirement or uh, getting real jobs and, mm-hmm. and what have you because they're aging out yeah. or staying overseas. So we had a rebuild team, and uh, you know we had a little bit of a tough start to, at the beginning. You know, um, I thought we still had a pretty good hockey team. Just uh, we needed some time to gel together. A lot of those teams had the same players for years and years, but uh, it takes time. It, it takes time to get guys going. And yeah, so some issues here with this quote, and again that audio courtesy of flowhockey.tv on the Norfolk Admirals broadcast from their game against Toledo on Sunday. Weston DeWitt there on the interview. Saying, okay, first of all, yeah, a couple of guys retired. That's not entirely true. Justin McDonald opted to go to the Federal League. There's been a couple of guys didn't stay in Europe. They went to Europe. They, they chose to leave the organization and go to Europe. And so... I don't know. For me, I'm just I'm not seeing a whole lot of personal accountability in this in this quote from Knoxville's former head coach. And for the the whole issue about guys need time to gel together, we had a bunch of new guys. Fayetteville had a bunch of new guys this year. They had a new head coach. Yeah, they got some returners, but they didn't. You know, they're not starting from scratch. But neither was Knoxville either. Knoxville had some guys back from last year's team, and you know, they, there's a lot of new faces in Fayetteville. And with a new head coach. And Fayetteville's doing just fine. Every team, there's a lot of turnover in this league. There are a lot of teams dealing with new faces and guys needing time to gel together. You had a a month before the season got started, and then you had six games. And you scored seven goals. So, I don't, I, I just, I don't agree with the quote. I don't agree with... I don't think it's an honest answer and an accurate representation of what happened. And I'm not going to, you know, try to speculate on what actually happened, but quite, you know, quite frankly, they're just, you know, the team didn't execute those first 6 games and then Andrew Harrison took over and won 8 of the first 11. And then there were call-ups and roster attrition and then things started to go sideways and so it's not like this season got completely turned around, but you know, it's I I just don't think that's entirely a correct answer from Knoxville's former head coach as opposed to what happened at the start of the season. And so not only that, but Brent Clark resigned. So if the answer to what happened at the start of the season is, well, the guys needed time to gel together, did that mean Brent Clark wasn't willing to give it time to gel together? Because he resigned. So food for thought there. But I appreciate everybody taking the time to listen to the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. I'm looking forward to being back on the call this Friday night, 7.35, as the Knoxville Ice Bears host the Fayetteville Marchman at the Knoxville Civic Coliseum. Be listening to what is happening on the Ice Bears social media platforms for when you see those jerseys later on in the week. I'm Joel Silverberg. Thank you for listening to the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast.